Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hi guys, thank you to everyone for joining us again. Um, I'm Renee, this is Girl Next Door. Um, We just want to keep exposing what is going on, um, particularly at the border here in Queensland. You guys have been with us hearing stories all week, which has been amazing. Um, Interestingly, I heard the police commissioner just recently talking on Channel 9 actually about all of this backlog of uh, people being processed from back on September the 5th. And he actually said it would be unlawful to discriminate and that these applications were being processed in chronological order. But for those of us in the situation, we know that that is not true, that that isn't the case. Um, It's not chronological. There is a lot of discrimination going on. For example, obviously the NRL families. Um, I know of people who have gotten jobs in the media and have applied and been approved within 24 hours. So it's not chronological. Um, And it's certainly not, uh, it does not seem very fair to those of us who are stuck in the situation. Now for today's story, I want you all to cast your mind back. And for some of us, it might be longer than others uh, on when you first fell in love and what that was like (laughs) and how you did not want to be separated from the person you loved. I know when I met Cameron and I went on a holiday for two weeks and I hated being separated. So today's story is about love. So I want to welcome um, Alicia. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's Honestly, it's a pleasure. Um, We've got much to talk about. So first, just uh, let us know a bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? So I'm 23, currently living in Wangaratta, which is in rural Victoria, Um, I was living in Melbourne for four years. So I was working as a baker for four years. Um, and then I kind of moved here two months ago because I'm studying education support, so teacher aid. Um, but yeah, I kind of moved here to study, kind of escape COVID in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so were you locked down when you were rural back in Wangaratta? Is that what you said? Wangaratta, yeah. I have never heard so of we that. Were, like some lockdowns on and off but now we're not so yeah you're, so you're not in Wangaratta and that's where you are at the moment which we will get into how you've ended up going from rural Victoria into Melbourne to study and then back again um so you found love tell us about your boyfriend um so well I'll tell you how we met what <laughs> yeah tell it tell us that because you've been together um, about or you knew each other three years ago? Yeah, so met three years ago, been together since May this year. Um, but yeah, our story is pretty cool. So we met, so the first time we saw each other um, was at a show. So he plays guitar for an Australian artist. Um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so my sister got me tickets for my birthday to go to this show. Um, yeah, and so... I was standing kind of at the front, um, was looking at him all night because I was like, he's so cute. <laughs> so then after the show, um, found him on Instagram, followed him. He followed me, which I was like fangirling. <laughs> <laughs> and I still do. But um, 
yeah so and then we just yeah it kind of went from there but I met him for the first time in Sydney which was three years ago um but yeah so he was living in central coast New South Wales and I was in Melbourne and so we kind of stopped talking just because of distance um which is really ironic because now he's in Queensland I haven't seen him in three months and it's like yeah even worse than it would have been back then but um yeah so we kind of liked each other for like three years and then start of this year we were just like let's do it like let's do long distance so so yeah contact like when you first met him until you actually started dating this year you still kept in contact over that time it was just that the distance was just friends over that time yeah 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 so this is the Australian girl's love story. You you saw him in a band. I know. I, know, I love our story. It's like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a great story. Are you able to tell us the Australian artist or you're not, you, you don't want to say that bit? Vera Blue. Who? Vera Blue. Oh, I don't know. Who's that? I know Guy Sebastian. We're, we're friends with Guy. A young girl singer. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. So are you musical? I'm not, no, not at all. <laughs> he like does guitar, he's a songwriter, he basically does everything. He's really clever. But yeah, me, not at all. <laughs> That's right. When I met my husband, um, he was um he had actually been drafted to the Brisbane Lions, which was back then Brisbane oh, Bears. And I've grown up like without a dad and just with my mum and sister, I literally couldn't even tell an umpire apart from a player. I kid you not. I was just like completely unsporty. But anyway, that's beside the point. So, so how long have you been separated now? So you saw him last in May? Uh, Yeah. So the start of June. So I've seen him. So I saw him in March, saw him in May, saw him. Yeah, the start of June and then the last time I saw him was the 4th of July, I think. He left Melbourne. So, so and he we, left Melbourne just in time. He he left just before the yeah, border closure. Yeah, so he was down for a few days and then, yeah, he left and then he was planning to come back for his birthday, which was the 1st of August. So, But then the borders closed on the 17th of July, so... So when that. did you decide that you were going to move um, move to Queensland to be with him? So we'd always kind of planned it. Like, so the plan was kind of for me to move back with my parents in Wangaratta, which is where I am now, to study, finish my studies and then go up there. Um, but, yeah, so we kind of decided for me to go now. Oh, it was like maybe the start of September. We just kept waiting and we kept being like, we'll wait till next week. Maybe, you know, they'll open up. We'll wait till next week. And then it just got to the point where it was like, well, it's now or we're going to wait another, you know, till the end of the year. Yeah. So did you, did you apply for a border pass? Yeah. So I applied on the 8th. Well, I applied on the 8th and then I got an email on the 9th. And I was so excited. I was like, yay, like, got it so quick. But then it said, um, it said two of your documents didn't upload. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I had to apply again. But I didn't realise the urgency of, you know, applying a day later would mean I'm probably waiting two more weeks. Like, 
Yeah. And that's something people aren't aware of is that yeah. there are on the 5th of September was the first day that the applications opened up after a month long pause. And yeah. so on the 5th of September, when it opened at 8 p.m., apparently about 5,000 people applied. And so yeah. they've been taking, well, they've taken 25 days to process a half an hour's worth on the 5th of September. So you're looking yeah. at the 8th. My daughter didn't apply to the 22nd. So we're like, we're not going to see her for a long time. Um, yeah. So one thing that you and I were talking about before um, before we went to air was how you feel a little bit guilty that your story, you know, is not as desperate as some people, that you're in a good space because, you know, you're with your family, which is true. And my daughter's in a good place as well. Um, but, you know, I was talking about how, um, you are a young person who lives in Australia who should be able to have the freedom to move around your own country and for yeah. that to be taken away from you. And I understand everyone's stories are different, but that to me is just an equal uh, story to be able to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I know I did feel I was like, oh, there's people that don't have a house and there's people that are camping and, you know, paying two rents, one in New South Wales or Vic and one in Queensland it's like and I'm here living with my parents like I'm okay but yeah yeah I'm from him so yeah yeah and everyone matters to someone you know like I'm devastated I can't see my daughter you know who if you say I want to move states you should be able to get up and move states you know so tell us about how your life's been put on pause like did you because uh, obviously you were leasing in Victoria. So did you like get rid of everything and quit your job? And what what did you do thinking, oh, I'm about to move? Yeah. So, well, I didn't think I was going to move straight away. But yeah, so when I moved here, I moved back to Wangaratta so I could study and, you know, not have to work full time. But yeah, since deciding that I'm going to move, like I sold all my furniture. <laughs> um all my furniture like I haven't looked for a full-time job here I'm working Saturdays just because like I don't know when I'm going to go and I can't really make plans because it's like when I get that call I'll have to go in like a week you know it's just like so uncertain of the timeline of you know what I can do between now and when I leave yeah yeah. Because what people don't realize is once you get that call, which by the way, can be any time of the day from a no caller ID, apparently the call comes from the police. That's what, that's what everyone said. And you have to actually have your computer out ready with them on the phone to book your flight there and then to decide where you're going to quarantine, which by the way, could be anywhere. Apparently at the moment you can get into Queensland quicker if you go on quarantine in Cairns, but that could change. Um, and yeah. so I'm hearing very similar stories to yours where you can't actually move on with your life. Like you can't get a job because you don't know if you're going to be stuck yeah. there for two months, three months, one week. You just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really commit to anything because it's like you just have to wait yeah. to go. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I've had my phone with me the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I've told my daughter, I'm like, don't let your phone out of your hand. If you get a no caller ID, make sure you answer it straight away. <laughs> um, so talk about, you You even thought about driving down, but people can't drive over the border. Do you have any information on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you would think that would be like, the, like you'd think you'd be allowed to drive to your house 
and quarantine there, you know. Like, if we were allowed to do that, it, the line would be going so much quicker. Like, yeah. I mean, you're all quarantining right now, right? Like, you're you're stuck in your house now. What would be the difference if we just yeah. home quarantined? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, but apparently, according to a few people I've talked to, you 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 can't get your car over anyway. You have to put your car on a truck. You you're not allowed to. Your cars are not allowed to come over for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. You have to pay to get your car on a truck. Yeah. Which is another expense, by the way. I know that that because we just did that for my daughter. She just got her car over there. That cost I think six hundred to get it back yeah. is going to cost eight hundred. Oh, yeah, I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm going to leave my car here and just when the time comes, when the borders open, I'll fly down and drive it. Like yeah. That's all I can do. Yeah, I can't really afford that. Yeah, totally. Well, on top of, you're going to have to hotel quarantine. Do you know how much that is for one person? It is 3220 Oh, a little bit cheaper than I thought. I thought 4000 yeah. <laughs> But the, yeah, it's terrible expense yeah I think it's like 65 a day for food as well like included in that which is like I would when I was living by myself I wouldn't even spend that much a week on groceries no it's not exactly um really great food either yeah I've seen so tell me about um you were talking to me when we were messaging each other about like your loss of motivation yeah I think that kind of comes with like I think I'm someone who needs to have a plan of like what I'm doing and that kind of motivates me to you know uh yeah kind of plan my life out into what I need to do each day to get you know what I mean like totally yeah yeah yeah, sorry you go and like with not working as well like that kind of like I feel like studying is so different to working in the you know like studying you kind of have to do that yourself and have that motivation whereas like when you're going to work which is what I was doing in Melbourne like I would get up every day and go and then would come home wouldn't have the motivation to study but here yeah because I don't really have a date of when I'm leaving it's just like and also like not having something to be excited about (laughs) like I feel like I'm just yeah in a bit of limbo at the moment but yeah 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 how how do you feel you've gone emotionally and mentally? I mean, oh, I'm really lucky because I have, like, my family here and, you know, my boyfriend, he's so good. Like, he's so positive. And we are lucky because we have FaceTime and we can, you know, talk every night. Mm. But, like, it's not the same. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm definitely better here than I was in Melbourne just because I was living by myself. Um, but yeah, I haven't been too bad. And when I have been, like I've talked to him and he's really good. So he's helped me a lot. Yeah. yeah. Did you spend some of the time alone in lockdown because you lived on your own? Yeah. All of it. Really? All of it. Yeah. Yeah. How did you find Oh, it was really hard. It was, um, like I loved living by myself when we're allowed to go out and do stuff, but yeah. Living by yourself and working full time is just like you're living to work basically. It's like you go to work, come home, you're by yourself. Like it's really hard. Um, 
which I felt guilty about that as well because I was like I should be grateful I have a job like mm. you know some people aren't working but I also felt like why am I working when I could be you know in Wangaratta um not having to work and studying and doing what I really want to do so yeah that's kind of why I moved yeah and um, something that I, ha- I haven't actually asked anyone yet um but being a young person and seeing this pandemic that's just sweeping across the globe like how does that make you feel as a young person for your future yeah so restricted like yeah, as I said, like, you just can't plan anything for your future. And, like, yeah, same with work as well. Like, you never know what, well, like, I'm lucky because I'm studying to, you know, do a government job, like, teaching, but because that will always be around, but you don't know, like, what, you know, because everything's online and, yeah, it's hard to know. Yeah, that's true. I'm actually a teacher by trade as well myself. Yeah, yeah. So, um you know, even as a teacher, I agree. I keep thinking, is everything just going to go online? You know, it's, yeah. it's not the same um, when you have to teach kids online than it is face-to-face. And so I would hate for education to go down that path. Yeah. It's Yeah, um, you just don't know. Yeah. yeah. So talk about, um, we'll finish off with this because a few people have said this as well, this obsession with checking our Facebook page. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'm, like, always on, like, the pages, like, the um, Homeless Outside of Queensland page, the Home Quarantine page, Queensland Quarantine page. Yeah, it's, um, I think I just check for hope, like, I'm just looking for the time to move along, you know, like, to see if they're getting through the applications, and that kind of gives you a little bit of hope, like, they've moved a minute. Yay. <laughs> Move to like yeah, and be like, oh, they've gone from like eight fifteen to eight eighteen, yay! Even though I'm on the ninth, but yeah, <laughs> which takes all my hope away from my daughter, who's the twenty second. I think you just articulated it perfectly, Alicia. You said I keep checking the Facebook page because I'm looking for hope. Yeah, yeah, that's really sad. Um, but the people I was speaking to the other day, Crystal and Ivan, a married couple from Sydney, he said the same yeah. thing. He goes, I have an obsession every half an hour to see what's going on. And I'm doing the same thing. And then last night, my husband joined the page because we're looking for my daughter. And the reason is we're not getting information anywhere else. We're not getting information other than the rubbish information that's coming through on the Courier Mail or whatever other news report, which we look at it, like today there was another article that came up. You and I were talking about it before we recorded. There was an article that came up on the Courier Mail, if I can find it, I've got it right in front of me, um, basically saying that um, that there's been a backlog because there's not enough room in the hotels and because of duplicate applications. Yeah, and because of the two-week pause, which they would have not in all the applications they cancelled would be applying as soon as they open like yeah and then exactly like if they knew that if they knew that that thousands of people were going to apply why are they saying oh you know and I know and and why do you think people have sent in two three and four applications yeah they're not hearing anything they don't know anything 
Um, and yeah. so they're like, maybe I'll apply again, hoping that this time it will work. And as to yeah. the hotels being full, I live in Queensland. Do you know how many hotels we have here in Queensland? Yeah. Hey, Anna Palaget, why don't you go and get another couple of hotels? Like there's True. no reason. Yeah. There's no one yeah. coming from interstate. So we've got plenty of room. Yeah. Look, exactly. we should be we should be the premiers and the prime minister. <laughs> We'd fix it in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, Alicia, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you are a brave young person. I've had two young people, you and, and another girl called Ainsley. And both of you said the same thing to me that, oh, but my story is not, you know, tragic enough. Um, but you girls matter. The young people of our nation matter. And, um, and I'm really appreciative that you would come and share your story. And my hope for you is that you would be able to be with your musical guitar playing boyfriend as soon as possible. <laughs> so thanks for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me.